Blog Talk Radio. Joshua Live here, Sunday night on Blog Talk Radio. It is freezing outside in Columbus, Ohio. I'm getting pretty tired of it. (laughs) But at the same time, I think about when it's summertime and we're all burning hot and sweating and wishing it was like this. So maybe that's a thought that you could put into your head as you're freezing out there tonight. Anyway, this is Jamie Joshua Live, the live call-in show. Call into the show, 718-664-6482. Or don't bother calling in because i got a special guest tonight calling in. This is my lifelong best friend, the guy I've done everything with for as long as I can remember, the uh, DRC on the show tonight, the legendary DRC. Someone who, if you, if, if you haven't heard that name in a long time, <laughs> in, in 10 or 12 years, there's... There's a reason for that, and uh, we we may or may not get into that. We may or may not talk about what's going on here. Live now on the line. Jamie? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm not very good at transitions like this. Yeah, actually clicking the button and have you on. But you're on the air live now. How's it going? Pretty good. Uh, we we haven't talked in a long time. It's been a like two days. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what what a, what a show that would have made for if our whole phone call from a couple nights ago was actually the show. <laughs> it, it would have been. The thing about it is, so many people don't realize that they missed out on when they didn't hear that conversation. <laughs> it's like it is like it would have been like an old wrestling card of WCW back in the day at the Omni, where two or three titles t- changed hands. That's exactly what it was like. That's what exactly what it was like for you to miss that conversation. <laughs> yeah, that could have been four or five shows, but you know, not, a lot of that stuff can't can't you know. That's just for us only. We we shouldn't present that to the entire world and our opinions on, it, on different things and different people. And, different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we were talking about what, what what should we go ahead and discuss on the show, or if or if this or that would be the topic, and or if you you know got to use the bathroom and. <laughs> Did you go to the bathroom before the show? Because I did. Well, no, actually, I didn't. But you know, I'm just feeling. I'm, I'm feeling. I'm feeling strenuous tonight, and I'm feeling like I could do a 30-minute Iron Man challenge. So I believe I'm up to the task tonight. That's good. I'm, I'm so definitely the, up to the task. So, what's the latest subject all our listeners are talking about? 
Well, uh, tonight uh, it's just as cold in Columbus and and things of that nature. Uh, WWE was here live tonight. Uh, we're going to get into pro wrestling here in a minute. But I, I, I still feel like we should do some kind of a backstory on us because we've known each other for a very long time, just for the people listening. Like, do you remember when we first met? Yeah, I, will, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'll forget that. <laughs> Met on the school bus <laughs> back in the day, back, back before I knew you as uh, the man that you are today, Jamie Joshua. <laughs> back before you you achieved the status that you had as in the celebrity status that you appealed from Golden Sea to to the days when you were. I simply when I first simply met you, I thought your name was Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You called me Isaac for about five, six, seven months, maybe a full year, until I'm like, no, my name is actually Jamie. Yeah, I never actually learned that until I heard other people calling you Jamie, and then I, I said, why, why do you call you Jamie? That's exactly how, that's exactly how I learned your name. But uh, yeah, we've been through a lot of times together. From the days of playing wrestlers in the hallways in the apartment building to the days of, you know, recording songs in the closet with paper crinkling <laughs> to, the, to, the, to the times of walking up, walking up the road to Meyer at midnight. <laughs> Dude, we, we've, had, we've been, through, been through a lot of situations. <laughs> Any, anything uh, particular come to your mind when you look back? <laughs> All where time has went since then. Well, there, there, there's stuff from uh, the days when we were kids, and um, um, when I used to go to your dad's house, because most of the time we, I'd go to your mom's house or you'd come to my house. But then around 1991, I would start going to your dad's house on some weekends, and and there, there's a particular story that you brought, you remembered from, <laughs> and told me about when we were in the back of the truck, literally. No, nothing. <laughs> Tell that one. Yeah, I remember that. Because <laughs> it's crazy and it shouldn't have happened, and this is something that people should never do when you talk about picking up hitchhikers. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> one thing I'll say about that, though, even though it shouldn't have been done, if it hadn't have been done, we would have never had that classic moment. What happened again? Yeah, if you're listening, I know what we're talking about. Uh, we were riding in the back of my dad's truck, and <laughs> we were just all of a sudden pulled over to the side of the road, and some guy we didn't even know and didn't even see from out of nowhere jumps in the back of the truck with a gas can and says, Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, that's as far as the memory goes for me, thinking about it. I don't know what happened. Like, Obviously, we weren't killed, like nothing like that. <laughs> No, I mean, we're still here. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think he was going to try anything since you know my dad was driving the truck. But yeah, I think we just probably sat there and didn't say nothing probably the whole time until we got out wherever we dropped him off at. But, uh, There's another thing yeah. from back then that I remember. That I remember is in 1991 when I was over there at, at your dad's, and I saw a big wasp land on your neck. And before I could even warn you about it, this wasp stung you on the neck. And I don't know if you remember this. Yes, I do. 
<laughs> it was a horrible moment. <laughs> you got stung, and you're like, ah! <laughs> and then your dad came out and was like, I got to take you home. He's not doing that good. <laughs> yeah, I've never been stung by a bee. I don't... I don't know what it feels like. I think like. that was I, one of those I'm more not... that was one of those more one of those more embarrassing times for me. <laughs> I just sometimes wonder if you ever had the, the equivalent of that with, you know, uh, <laughs> Cool Whip or, or <laughs> any of them. <laughs> well, bringing up the name, uh, bringing up the name Cool Whip. <laughs> cool Whip was pretty much universally hated, like back in the day in, in the neighborhood and Avery states. Like a lot of people wanted to just beat him up <laughs> for some reason. Like, 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 he just rubbed people the wrong way. I remember Brance and Jamar and Cameron, all these, you know, like guys just always wanted something about him that made people want to want to beat him up. But somehow I ended up being friends with him for a long time. And and you know, this is back in the era of me, you, Kulip, Avriest, of course living with uh, Rufino, then a, a a classic moment back in the day when uh, at, we were all being all loud and rowdy and Rufino came up from the basement and kind of checked us and put us on our plates. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a monumental moment. <laughs> if I remember correctly, it was me, if it was me, you, it was me, you, Chris, and uh, Cool Whip. <laughs> and I remember yeah, like, Pabog, Pabog on there that day. Yeah, I remember like you and Chris were like on the stairs, and you kind of were on that middle platform between like the two sets of stairs, and like like somehow I think you threw Chris down off the stairs onto that platform. I remember that. I couldn't actually see it, but I remember you guys saying that's what happened. You know, like you guys were wrestling, but it's like neither one of you were really mad at the other. But like Rafino just comes up yelling, "What the going on?" <laughs> but the most, but most significant, most significant about that about that moment was the fact that Rafino said he could bench press all four of us. I think that's, <laughs> that that was the most celebratory statement. I was the most uh, <laughs> I was the most uh, unique statement made out of that whole uh, event. <laughs> yeah, and I've never, you know, I, I, I've seen him a couple of years ago, and I've never brought this up to him. But <laughs> if you actually remember this. But it was basically, he came up and, you know, we're all, I don't know, in the eight, probably 15 years old time. Of course, my brother didn't, 18 or whatever, but he's just like, are you going to pay for it? Are you going to pay for it if you break something? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do remember. <laughs> Which I may have to take that kind of stance with uh, Drew in the future, you know, because I, I got a bully now, so I may have to be the uh, Rufino in that situation. Yeah, it's kind of funny how uh, life things change, and you know we remember that kind of stuff, and <laughs> and it's kind of funny to us we don't really remember all everything like involved, intricately involved, <laughs> like you know probably like Rafino or your mom or you know an adult would, <laughs> but like you know because mm-hmm. we were as kids, but like you know well now we look at it and, and some stuff like that, and we can see so much more, but. Uh, you know those those moments like that. Those are the things you always remember and kind of cherish to an extent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for some people it's prom and going to prom. For us, it's stuff like this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I wanted uh, to ask. Yeah. 
Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Yeah, I'm uh, yeah, I'm over at my uh, grandparents' house tonight. So. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I got some. I got yeah. some notes here. Some things I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, look back a couple. Uh, 2012, when I decided that I was going to vote for the first time, and I was voting for Barack Obama, and I, I know that you didn't vote. But I, I just wanted to ask you your opinion on on politics and, and if if voting is is a worthless thing or not because Obama certainly hasn't done anything <laughs> for that I that you know he promised and none of them ever do the president just seems to be a figurehead so pointless. Well, you know, so have I you mean, what? Oh, go ahead. No, no, yeah. Well, you know, that's pretty much my whole. Say what what you're going to say. (laughs) That was pretty much my whole spiel. Was was back then, like, like, because I know you, you had opinions on it, and you you wouldn't have necessarily voted for Romney. You wanted, you would have rather gotten Newt in there. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's something I feel like we should lay down first prosperity's sake. Well, you know. Uh, you know, I believe a person should vote. Um, I, I've talked to some people, and I've heard some people say, you know, one person I can think of in particular, I remember saying that, you know, if you don't necessarily are fully in fully agreement with the guy and 100% with everything they're saying and doing, you shouldn't vote for them. And, uh, you know, I, I disagree with that. Um, as, as insignificant sometimes as we feel like our votes are. And, you know, we've all known from past elections, you know, uh, not just one past election, but, you know, uh, various ones, I think. But there have been other factors involving the votes and conspiracies about, you know, votes being counted twice and some votes not being counted and different things of that nature. But down <clears throat> down beneath it all, I believe that I believe in the power to vote, and I believe you should vote. You know, it's it's the one, it's the one uh, particular involvement that every U.S. citizen can do to be part of their, I mean, right. part of their government. Um, you know, you can't sit here and complain about things if you're not going to try to do anything. And, you know, it's pretty yeah. much I analyze it as this. You know, the, <laughs> when we look at the political landscape today, whether it's president, governor, uh, speaker of the House, you know, head of the Senate, whatever, um, you know, we're, the majority of politicians we know, you know, have are not just speaking their beliefs. They are speaking for a number of people and they're – speaking for a number of people's uh, <laughs> wills and what they want to see accomplished. And that in itself tells us that, you know, a lot of them are not on the up and up, and, and we, we know this. Uh, but the fact of the matter is I still believe we need to vote for who we believe will be the, do the best job or in some instances who is not going to do as bad a job. <laughs> now, some people uh, disagree with me with that, but, you know, I look at it this way, you know, uh, if you have to, I've used this analysis when I've talked about this to people before. But you know, if you if you're given a choice between having to have in one of two snakes, 
uh, you know, I think I'm going to take the snake with the least amount of venom. <laughs> I want to take the snake right. with the least amount of poison. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, my be saying I support, I voted for this this candidate or another. I didn't necessarily uh, think and believe in everything they said and did, and necessarily trust everything they said and did. But between the two parties, I had to choose between who would not, who would do a better job or is not a bad a job. And some people disagree and say, oh, you shouldn't do that, but. Uh, I do believe in that, whatever, because that involves the success of our nation and the best that we, you know, the best that we as a people can be. And, uh, yeah, so I fully, I, I do believe in that theory. And looking at looking at 2016 and, and the next presidential election, I think a, a lot of these candidates that would do a much better job don't, don't get the people behind them as much. So it's important to back the uh, candidate that you really feel – could do the best job or would be the least poisonous venomous as you said well i'll tell you my i'll tell you what i believe uh you know you look at it it doesn't matter which party you look at democratic republican you know traditionally i you know i usually most i always vote for republican just because they're for conservative ideals but you know we've even seen over the past few elections that more and more of our republicans are not standing for the traditional beliefs, conservative beliefs that the Republican Party had, and they're more and more about appeasing people, and that's just like all politicians, I believe. But I believe if you had a politician who would honestly run, honestly run, not worry about whether they actually won or not, and I know that's completely against uh, <laughs> the way most people look at it. Well, you should want to win. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to win? But when I say that, when I say not worry about winning – not worry about winning in the aspect that not worrying about, you know, if everybody agrees with what you're saying. If you just come out and say, I'm for this, 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 and this, and I don't care if people are against me or how many people don't like me or ain't going to vote for me, this is what I believe in. And I believe if you had a politician that would run like that and not run on trying to run on the majority and popularity, and people talk about the majority, but in this day and hour, it's more about majority actually is the popularity <laughs> and that yeah. stuff in that time, then I think you would have someone there that would really be a good candidate, really run for their basic beliefs, and uh, I, I think to make a change in this nation. Yeah, so right now they're looking at Hillary Clinton and Chris Christie in Israel front runners. <laughs> Chris really Christie, who uh, just apparently blocked blocked a bunch of people from traveling on a bridge, and there's a whole Bridgegate scandal going on. I don't know if you know about that. But Governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie. No, I, I mean I really don't follow the political landscape that much, but. <laughs> you know, knowing I do, I do know about Hillary Clinton and the things that she stood for and represented, and uh, she is most likely someone who would not get my vote. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's okay. We talked about when you got stung by a wasp. We talked about why you, why you didn't vote in the 2012 election. No, uh, I did. I, I, get, I did. I did vote in the 2012 election. I did vote for uh, Mitt Romney. <laughs> you did. Let's see. I see. Uh, I don't remember that. I just remember yeah. <laughs> you. I just remember talking to you about it before it came down to Romney and Obama, and you saying oh. that Newt was the was the guy that you yeah. in your Oh yeah, Newt was Newt was a candidate at the time that I thought would be probably the best candidate. I mean, that's just my opinion. I've heard some people say that they think. Um, oh shoot, I can't remember his name. The one guy that kind of dropped out kind of early. 
Um, I'm forgetting his name, but <laughs> another guy they thought would have been a better candidate. Uh, but regardless, I would have voted for probably any of those. And I would have voted for any of those candidates over Obama just because I know solidly by his actions, by what he says he stands for, not only what he says he stands for, but his actions speak a lot more than what he stands say a lot more than what he stands for. You know, he said he was a Christian, but yet we see his support of abortion and we see his support of uh, gay marriage. And, you know, yeah. if you're a Christian, I mean, and, and I, I've heard so many, you know, there was a, something on YouTube I seen months ago. Uh, someone was showing, they was talking about it. They was talking about, uh, I believe it was uh, Al Sharpton and how that he had this commercial saying he was a Christian, that he didn't believe in, in uh, gay marriage, but he didn't have the right to express his, you know, his view on that or express his stand on that and that how that we should support gay, give them their right to have gay marriage. Well, I want to tell you, I don't have no uh, respect for that whatsoever. If you call yourself a Christian, bottom line, you stand for Christian values, or you're not a Christian. <laughs> if I don't, if I don't right. live what God's word says, I'm not a Christian. And it kind of goes along with the saying of live what you preach. If you're going to be a Christian, then you've got to stand for and believe what the Bible says. Now, we say that kind of – we say – a lot of people say what I'm saying here tonight. Um, in the past, you know, 20, 30 years ago, we've seen that as the majority uh, opinion. And that when the liberal perspective would say – everybody said, well, that's our freedom of, uh, freedom of expression. Well, now in 2013, it's completely the opposite. Whenever we demonstrate this view, uh, we're stunned for having this point of view when it is actually our freedom of expression. And uh, I don't have to change that, you know, to appease the the, the community. I don't have to say, uh, change that to to appease this ethnical uh, community. It doesn't matter. Um, I have the right to express that view. And if you say one thing and you don't stand for those beliefs, then you're really not. That's what it comes mm-hmm. down to. You know, there's a lot of people that are questionable as far as. Um, claiming claiming to be Christians, but do other things like if we look at like a rapper like DMX who <laughs> does nothing but get arrested and go to jail and do crimes, but somehow as a Christian, as there's there's a big disconnect there for me where all that where all that goes. It's like, well, you're not at all trying to be a good person. One, <laughs> it's like, well, so something's off. Always been off for me when when it comes to that and as far as uh yeah the uh gay marriage thing going on that, that was that was that was something I, I felt like obama did strictly for votes because it is politics and I, i'm not sure if he really by himself believes that but like you said if somebody is does really run by their beliefs then that's someone you can get behind not somebody that's going to be wishy-washy and and change their their whole stance because of the popularity thing. You know, I, it's kind of interesting that you brought up DMX, <laughs> and, you know, it brings me the whole music scene. You know, I mean, you know, I'm a Christian, and the only thing I listen to is Christian or gospel music. And, you know, it's like today I go to uh, a Christian uh, bookstore, a Christian store like Lifeway or somewhere, and you look in, I mean, just looking in some of the Christian uh, music selection, I mean, I, there's an actual group out. Uh, called the Gospel Gangsters. <laughs> now, <laughs> let, let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. Does, 
<laughs> someone that is it someone that is a gangster? Do you do you consider someone them someone that represents the the gospel? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> now you know people hearing this. If any, you know if any people out there listening that hear this, there's no doubt that there's a lot of criticism. Probably a lot of hate uh, things would be spewed my way for saying this. But let's get down to it. What is the gospel? The gospel was first was and only is Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, the Bible goes yeah. on to say, if any man preach any other gospel unto you, let him be accursed. So for you to try to say the gospel is anything else other than Jesus Christ, I mean, it's a false doctrine. But uh, getting back to what we're talking about here, you know, I was, I was, you know how you mentioned DMX, I was thinking about music and kind of what we're talking about, kind of seeing where our conversation has kind of led to tonight. I mean, you remember back in the days when we were teenagers and the – my real, my real motto in life was keep it real. <laughs> right. Yeah, like I mean, it goes back, and that's gonna sound kind of strange, but it goes back to those old uh, Dr. Dre, Easy E diss wars. <laughs> and you know, I first came to the recollection of when Easy E was talking about Dr. Dre, how the Dre had never done any of the things the things he was talking about. Now, you know, yeah, he was in makeup and wearing sequins and. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now whether he did or whether he didn't, that ain't that ain't the issue of what I'm saying. Uh, but but I'm saying that that's when I first caught on the concept of people being real to who, to the image they present and to what they say and who they are. Definitely, definitely that. And there there's more people nowadays that are even far worse. People that are actually have been correctional officers, officers like Rick Ross. <laughs> and then they, they pretend to be Miami drug lords, like so. It's a horrible trend that's continued ever, ever since, you know, even since Dr. Grady and all these things. Uh, it's, it's something that everyone knows, but they just don't care, and they still support these people. And, and it's like, well, if you if you never, if you're gonna keep supporting what they're force feeding you every day, then you really can't complain. You know, I don't go and buy these people's CDs. You know, I don't support the music. So it's like I'm hoping to take away. I'm hoping for a change. And then, you know, but if you keep supporting the people that, you know, are force fed to you, it's like if nobody went and voted for Obama or Romney, then on election day, you know, you have twenty twenty thousand votes instead of two million, whatever it is. And that's what people don't understand. It really is when it comes down to it. It's all up to you. Like like if these shows keep getting ratings, then they stay on TV. If they don't get ratings and people don't watch, then they're gone. <laughs> right, and then, you know it's like that's leading exactly, uh, yeah, exactly what you know, you're. We're talking, I was talking about the our right to vote, and our right to vote is one of our um, strongest, most basic rights. Now, if everyone quits voting, what's going to happen? Eventually, they're going to shut the voting uh, the voting polls places down. Uh, and and uh, we're going to lose our power to vote, uh, as simple as that. And, you know, I can already see, it seems to me, like things that are happening. I mean, <laughs> like we were talking about the Republican Party earlier, um, how they are not uh, sticking with their traditional conservative values, and they're doing all this reaching across the table, as people like Rush Limbaugh and Sean Hannity and a lot of these guys are saying, uh, you know, we're going to lose having uh, even a two political parties. Everything's just going to be down to one party system, and uh, I really, yeah. and I, I don't know if it's going to be directly like that, but I mean, I can really see some type of system like that happening where people are going to lose their right to 
uh, be a part of the decision on who is leading this country and who is uh, sending our, uh, <coughs> governing the direction our nation is taking. Yeah, like right. Like you're, well, you're talking about a dictatorship then. Right. You know, I mean, pretty much coming down to that. I mean, you know, I've heard a lot of the things, um, somebody in particular, uh, I think my dad even, uh, may have been talking one time about a lot of the things um, <clears throat> that Obama is doing and bringing into effect are even things that Adolf Hitler uh, brought into effect uh, leading up to his uh, dictatorship of Germany and the whole, um, you know, the whole the whole movement there, I forget what they call that, the, uh, you know, where, they, where the Jews were persecuted and uh, that whole thing, you know. Uh, and what a lot of people is, they're not prone to, to seeing that. And uh, we we've, we have, we as a nation, when you just see the way people think and act today, a lot of certain people, <laughs> and I was just talking to someone about this, um, you know, there was, I was watching an episode of <laughs> Judge Mathis, <laughs> and uh, there was a woman on there, these two women were arguing back and forth, they, one woman was suing the other, and the one woman said, well, that's not my fault, I was high when that happened. I mean, she just said that right, <laughs> out, right out in front of everybody, like it was a legitimate excuse. Yeah, that's the type of that is that is the type that is you know the lo- the logic of people nowadays that they can you know live any way they want, do whatever they want. They have no responsibility, you know, uh, and what they do, and we we do have a responsibility uh, to how we conduct ourselves, how we act. We, we, don't, we don't just act any way we want or do whatever we want. There's consequences. And, you know, I mean, I was just thinking about, about you know, uh, back when we were teenagers, back during the ni- in, the, in the 90s when Bill Clinton was president, and, you know, he first came out and admitted to uh, smoking marijuana, smoking what well, he actually said he didn't inhale, <laughs> but smoking marijuana, right. you know. Uh, when people would talk about that, I mean, it was, it was kind of a laugh. It was kind of a joke. Um, but it led to people saying, well, why should, the, why should the president have to be a role model? Why should he have to uh, bear some kind of, uh, you know, as if, as if leaders, to the, it's the, the idea that leadership doesn't involve setting uh, a moral example for it, and it does. Uh, anytime you're a leader or in the, any kind of a spotlight, you set forth uh, an idea, you set forth a lifestyle, you set forth a belief in the way you act and you live and you uh, conduct yourself. You know, we're not just we're not just beings that just exist, and there's no more to us than that. That's, I mean, if we were to have that belief that there's we have no responsibility and we have no, uh, we don't have to have any way about a, a set of uh, morals and rules about how we conduct ourselves. That's just saying, you know, our existence means nothing, and that that, that we're nothing. That we're just taking up space and time. And I, I simply don't believe that. And that's why that's why so many bad things have happened, <laughs> because because people end up growing up impressionable. They they don't have someone to that's a strong figure to to keep them on the right path. <laughs> but, you know, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, um, the episode is is just about out of time here. Definitely going to have to get you back on. <laughs> Well, I'll let me just say, add one, last, add one last thought to that. By me saying us having responsibility about how we act and having a set of morals and setting forth an example, I'm not saying that everyone is perfect. 
I mean, people do make mistakes. We've all seen celebrities and people that have made mistakes. Uh, but it's common in saying, hey, I was wrong. Forgive me for that. I'm sorry. And then, you know, admitting that wrong and, and, and going on. But just because we make a mistake or uh, we do something wrong, that's not to say that we no longer have a standard or anything to uh, live up to anymore. We, we simply admit our mistakes, ask people to forgive us, and go on. And, uh, you know, that's <laughs> – a lot of people have taken a lot of that kind of thing out of uh, perspective. I agree. Uh, pretty much you can, you can point a finger at most people <laughs> as right. far as celebrities and, 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 and many different outlets. But yeah, I thought, I thought this would be a show about pro wrestling, but uh, you were bringing the fury here, so <laughs> we didn't really get into that. <laughs> So I'm going to have to have you back on. Maybe um, we might have to do a show this Wednesday night, actually, because next Sunday I think we're going to be busy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if you'll come back on and we can talk some more on Wednesday night at 11 here on Blog Talk Radio. That'd be, that be that uh, works for me. All right, well, thanks for coming on, and uh, we'll be seeing you next week. Or Wednesday.